everybody to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I have set up my studio to have a, another microphone so it doesn't sound like such garbaggio. And I am happy to welcome back our number one and first co-host ever, my stepdad, Charlie. Welcome. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Very good. Uh, can I get you a little bit closer? Uh, there we go. Yeah, thank probably you. Probably better. Um, so what... We uh, we had you on last time, but we were talking on the same mic. It got a little, little too homoerotic, so I thought I'd get us a second mic. <laughs> well, yeah, and, that, and, but, and and we were in the throes of I think truly being locked down by our illustrious governor back then. Yeah. And, well, uh, things, are we not now? Well, well, we are, but uh, not quite as bad. But who knows? They they may be trying to make us go backward before an election. We'll see. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. See if we ever get free again. You think we're gonna get free again, huh? Uh, yeah, after the election. No matter what the result? Uh, no. Well, I no. They'll loosen some things up if the Democrats prevail. If Trump wins, it's still very, very bad. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, total freedom or whatever total freedom will look like again Yeah. Uh, with some sort of a vaccine if that works. Well, I know you, you're as afraid of Biden and, and Harris – as I am, but given what you just said, that you think that the lockdown will be lifted a little bit more aggressively if, if they win. Um, well, just I think just the opposite. I think if they win, they'll loosen things up a little bit. That, that's what I said. Lift the lockdown. Yeah. Okay. Lift. Okay. Yeah. So, it, given that fact, does that not make you almost lean towards wanting them to win? No, because the policies and the things that will be coming down in, in twenty. Uh, 2021 and beyond are well, going to be ridiculous. I agree. Things I mean, that are nonsensical. You know, let's let everybody out of prison. <laughs> let's, let's defund all the police. Let's not have police, <laughs> and we'll just let the mob run wild, yeah. and we'll see how that all works. <laughs> well, uh, let's bring in a couple hundred thousand more immigrants from the border. We'll knock Trump's wall down, and we'll, you know. Well, you know, you know. Damn well, I, I have no interest in supporting uh, their tax policies or any of the things that they're going to pass. I'm just saying, in terms of like my actual life, sometimes it makes me wonder: like, should I not be supporting these scumbags just so that they let me feel a little bit free again, even in the short term? It's a hard, it's a hard call. Well, I mean, right now it's it's a hard call for everything because you know there's so much going on this summer, this spring and summer changes in our lives with with COVID um, and um, and an election year which they always say in election year anything's possible and you know this was living proof yeah they're, they're throwing the, the Antifa riots and you know you heard you heard probably today that the uh, chief of police of Chicago she stepped down yep oh no that wasn't Chicago that was uh, I'm sorry C- Seattle. Seattle yeah Seattle, yeah well, that's right. Chicago had the looting. And I think finally the mayor got fired up about that because they rioted and stole at the rich stores on the Miracle Mile in Chicago. <laughs> and that's where she shops. So that's why she's pissed. It hit, it hit home finally, it, huh? If it had been in a hood, she wouldn't care. <laughs> that's funny. Um, man, yeah, I mean, I heard about the uh, the Seattle police chief stepping down. It, they it, wanted her to take a, a significant pay cut. Yeah. A hundred police officers are going to be cut, and and then then additional funding of so many dollars. Oh, and then I understand last week the rioters went to her neighborhood where she lives, yep, and were harassing her there. So I think she said between all this and no support, I'm done with this bullshit. Well, you, you have this job. You gotta love the irony of it too that a a black woman was the police chief there, and she's first one in Seattle history. Yeah, and. And she's stepping down because the woke mob is too, too dangerous and too scary for her. I mean that that just it says a lot, you know. These people that are you that are out there right? protesting and screaming about how black people have to be treated equitably, and then they, you know, I mean, perfect example: Kamala Harris, scumbag of the earth, is nominated for vice president she's today, but she's I mean, but she's, she's a black a but she's a black woman, so they are obligated to support her. And and it's so funny to me that that even the identity politics aspect of things gets dismissed once the woke mob is, is angry enough like it's it's an excuse to support a scumbag like Kamala Harris but 
it's not enough to, you know, let the police chief off the hook. I don't know. It's just I, I don't I don't know how to read that exactly. Well, I think she just had enough. I mean, she got no support from the mayor. She got no support from the governor. Oh, I get that. Uh, and and her and her rank and file are you know basically they're frustrated. Right. Um, she's powerless because she reports to you know and then the city council you know by votes seven to one to defund the police and this that and so she said basically take this job and shove it you know yeah I don't blame her oh I don't blame her either I, I'm just yeah. saying it's interesting to me that the mob doesn't yes. that they don't target you know cities where the police chief is a good old boy white boy you know like. It, it seems sure it doesn't matter. What's that? Doesn't matter. It's just we hate police. Yeah. Because police get in the way of doing whatever the f we want to do. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of police either, but uh, I guess it's just because the it's a black female police chief. I thought that they might not be so aggressive with her. Um, They're racist. Well, I, <laughs> no, they 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 actually literally are, but. It's just, it's bizarre to me that they would, I mean, like the fact that they would uh, pick at her house and stuff, you know, it seems that that's surprising well, to me. Well, it's harassment. It's, it, it's, you know, what they're doing is they're harassing uh, sure. people. I mean, the, where else were they doing that? Oh, oh was, it the, was it Chicago or another city? Oh, no, it was in Georgetown in D.C., which is a very affluent um, neighborhood right outside of D.C., a lot of, uh, you know, congressmen lived there, wealthy business people, um, you know, and they were going down, they were going down the street with mega megaphones in the middle, like one, two o'clock in the morning saying, wake up, wake up. So they were just harassing people in the middle of the night. Right. Well. Oh, and that was, the, you know, we don't want you to get any sleep because, you know, you're privileged. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. Aren't, aren't we so? Um, so ha- I guess I'll, I'll save my two cents on the Kamala Harris uh, selection. I'd like to hear yours to start us off. Well, it's... Oh, for it's, our listeners' sake, if, they're, if they've had their head in the ground, Kamala Harris was uh, a, I don't know, selected to be the vice president under Biden. So Right. Well, I guess if you look at it, it was probably the safe choice, um, even though she challenged him quite heavily in the debates somewhat calling him uh, a bit of a racist <laughs> yes. and uh, uh, a, uh, you know a sexist a misogynist yeah because you know you know Biden likes to go in for a for a kiss and a bite and a, and a tongue if he could and a know? sniff and a and, 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 you know, and a diddle and, and, and a few other things <laughs> but so she you know obviously this was last year in the debates you know she was tough on him and that's what some people thought you know he wasn't going to choose her but we all know He's, he's being directed by people, and I, I guess she's the safe somewhat choice in that he still gets a black woman that gets him some brownie points, and, and you know, and, uh, you know, maybe she's a little more law and order because she's a public defender than some of the other radicals that were on the docket, you know? Yeah, I guess my question for you is, do you see that actually consoling or or making any of the true SJW super woke soldiers that are out there protesting police injustice, do you think having them put in a scumbag DA like Kamala Harris as the vice president, just because she's a black woman, that makes them feel better? Like I can't. I don't think it will. Yeah, so so are, is he taking their vote for granted? I think, I think, well, he made a statement a couple months ago. Come on, man. If you're black, you gotta vote for me. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Better yet, if, right? if, I mean, if you so can't decide, matter. if you can't decide, <laughs> then you ain't black. Is what he said. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Well, I guess that's that to me is the the biggest mystery of it because she, I mean, told man, are you on crack or what? <laughs> yeah. He says such racist shit all the time. I love it. <laughs> uh, the fact that that Tulsi dragged Kamala on the debate stage for the Democrats when she was talking about her history, her career history as a DA. I mean, it is, it's rough. She hid exculpatory evidence um, for at least one case I know of for sure. She also was responsible for imprisoning hundreds and hundreds of minority nonviolent drug offenders, which is in the left's, you know, worldview and mine as a libertarian, awful. Um, So things have changed a lot very quickly. When she was in that job, you know, if 
you know, uh, it wasn't as popular or trendy or whatever crazy right. to, you know, not prosecute people like what they're doing in New York City and some of these other cities. Yeah. Is, you know, just no bail. Don't worry about it. Oh, you know, sex offender. I don't worry about it. It's not so bad. <laughs> you only molested three or four kids. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not, I am not for releasing sex offenders, but the, the nonviolent drug offenders that she perse- she prosecuted pretty viciously I, that to me is just such a backbreaker for uh, a progressive candidate, which is what she's supposed to be. It's amazing to me that her identity politics was able to outweigh that. I said yeah. today, I said today on Twitter, if if she was a white man, she would be a complete non-starter. Imagine a white man who's a district attorney who imprisoned hundreds and hundreds of black people. They'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? You can't put him on this ticket." But because she's a black woman, it's like, ah, who cares? And this party obviously has moved really very, very, very progressive. It, look, just like since COVID, how this has all changed. No, I know it's changed rapidly. I mean, it's ra- radically, even. You know, of course. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying so that. What she did two years ago or three years ago is, right. uh, is <clears throat> like it's it's another whole millennia. I mean, it's like another century. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like yeah. But in the, eye, the, in the eyes of the SJWs, it's not, though, because they don't forgive any slight, no matter how old. They wanted to cancel John Wayne because he, he was homophobic in 1955 Playboy interview. Like, you know, you know, this, this is, this, okay, I'm, you know I'm an older guy, you know. And sure. Just, uh, this is, you, can't, you can't judge people with today's glasses or, you know, uh, microscopes, per se. Right. About how they lived 30, 40, 50 years ago. I agree. It's a totally different world. Um, wrong or right, we keep evolving as people. Right. Conditions change. You know, everything changes. Economics change. Everything changes. So it, it's like, it's it's so crazy to go back. Like, you know, banning freaking movies. Like right. Like Disney movies because it's, come on. They, w- they want to get rid of Gone with the Wind. I know. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know. They, they want to get rid of a lot of movies. Yeah, one of one of the greatest movies of all time, allegedly. I, I still haven't seen it. I mean, these people are insane. No, I know they are. I, and, I, and by the way, we're insane for going along with it. Well, yeah, we're well, or not just fighting back against it viciously and violently. Um, I, I I'm not I'm not saying it's justifiable that she that her record be held to the modern woke standard. I'm just saying that is how it is held. To any other politician, you know, if she's not a black woman, they're going to be talking about her record all day or his record all day long. See that, and that's the beauty. Nobody can say anything because the minute you say anything about her, you're a racist or a sexist. Yeah, or a sexist. Oh yeah. Oh, it's even worse. She's, you're picking on her because she's a woman. Now right. you're picking on her also because she's a black woman. Yeah, well, I'm sure you've heard too that she kind of slept her way to the top. Did you hear about that? I did. I did hear that recently. Not, yeah, honestly, God. Brown. As a matter of fact, she was yep. banging Willie Brown. I know. I know. And he was sixty years old, and she was twenty nine. <laughs> Good for Willie. <laughs> I knew you'd like little, that. Little Willie was happy too. <laughs> I knew. I knew you'd be happy with that story. I, honestly, I think that's the most honorable thing about her entire career. So, uh, I am not a fan of Kamala Harris. Uh, what What blows my mind is that they they already tried the transparently fake and fraudulent candidate who's an obvious career-driven political being in Hillary Clinton, and now they just painted her black and threw her back out there. Because, I mean, Kamala Harris, to me, is just as dangerous, just as bloodthirsty, just as unapologetically career-driven. I mean, she's awful. Oh, I I agree 100%. And, and, you know, my whole thing is, is now this is my theory, but maybe some people believe that this could happen. We all know Joe Biden is losing his mind. I mean, it's he, obvious. Yeah, he's gone. Right? So um, if they do, if the, I don't want to call them the Democratic Party, if the Socialist Party <laughs> um, wins over Trump, and although on that, Trump has seemed to be the last week or two a little more diplomatic and a little more presidential, maybe some people told him you need to tone down some of the rhetoric or you need to act more mature, whatever. That That's a sidebar. But getting back to... Uh, Joe Biden, I th- if they win that election, they'll let him uh, get inaugurated, let him sign a few bills, you know, Joe, please sign here, sign here. And then they'll come out in February or March and say, Surgeon General has decided, but I'm doing the physicals and everything, 
Joe has got dementia and he really is not fit for the office. And they'll tell Joe, okay, go back to your basement, pretend like you're president, you're really not gonna be, but we're gonna give you the, an honor. And here, look at you, you've been, pre his pictures of you in the White House, and, and he'll be happy with that. Because it doesn't really matter to him. And then she's gonna be president. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I think that's a distinct possibility. I think it's a 90% chance, honestly. like. Uh, they're, now, they're going to 25th Amendment is that? What ass. I'm scared of, I haven't looked up or I haven't gone to, to figure out who steps in when the vice president becomes the president, who steps into that position. I hope the hell it isn't Speaker of the House. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it is too, and we know who that wicked witch from the West is. Yes, yes we do. Miss, Miss Pelosi. Miss Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Trembling ass Nancy. Miss Nancy. So we're going to have Biden's... Uh, brain leak out of his ear, then vicious Kamala steps into the presidency, and then trembling ass uh, Nancy steps in as the VP. I mean, it is my own. Wow. It, that is my own personal hellscape scenario it's, to, uh, to have Kamala Harris as my president with with Nancy Pelosi as second in command. It's just like just throw me off a cliff. This year can't end any worse. I I, I think it's a no win situation for everyone in this country. Yeah, because right? because you know what. They don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. Yep. So, you know, they'll they'll take a little piece from Bernie. They're going to raise taxes. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, they're going to try to do what the program is. is yeah, it's going to be health care for all. And it's going to be Bernie's still there. Hey, I'll help do you guys get in. Don't, you know, come on. So, <laughs> you know, free college. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, maybe everyone should just stay home and get $2,000 a month and don't work. They got to forgive student and, loans. And you got to forgive student loans. Oh, and if, if COVID's still going on, we're going to extend uh, the moratorium on Forclo and foreclosures, COVID. evictions. Yeah, out to 2021, maybe 2022. <laughs> so if you're a property owner, <laughs> just, you'll never get rid of your tenants. Yeah, just and never shove it up your ass. And they'll never pay again for rent. <laughs> I, honestly, God, I feel like, like they are almost nationalizing the real estate industry like like it seems like they're getting really close to that because if if they're able to extend and have a moratorium on foreclosures and evictions indefinitely how do you own your property i mean you really don't right you don't so what where, where does that leave us in a hell shitty situation yeah i mean really as does. i mean what that will ruin the real estate market any potential people wanting to invest uh, I mean, why would you? People yeah. are going to be trying to figure out how the hell do I get out of this? I know. And that's that's the position I'm in. How do I, you know, because that's plummeting prices. That's, uh, you know, bad paper on banks. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on because it's going to be a ton of defaults. People are going to go, I can't collect rent, so I can't pay the mortgage. People own, you know, fourplexes. You know, think, oh, great, bum, 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 I'm making money. Well, you know, $2,000 a door. Right. Our month, all of a sudden, I owe the bank 5000 6000 a month. Oh, right. oh, and yeah, the county wants the taxes two times a year. Yeah, of course. Um, oh, and the insurance company says, oh, yeah, uh, don't forget about us. We, we you know, we got to insure this property. I think that's that's the one thing that, that is really terribly overlooked is that the, the socialists that are now ever present, they talk a lot about the greed of the landlord. They don't – they I. I think it's honestly. I just think it's total ignorance that they don't realize that taking you know. Risk. The, yeah, well, not just that you're taking a risk that you're putting money down that you worked hard for all that. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, all that that it's a headache that you, you know, everything. But the biggest thing that they're not considering is that if you're a landlord and you've bought at any time semi recently, you're lucky if one or two months of the year are actual profit. One or two months of the year, all the rest Absolutely. are just break even. You know, so. If you have any major repairs, boom, you break even. Like immediately, you break even. If you have a couple months of a, of a tenant not paying, and then you have some repairs on top of that, you're in the red right away. Oh, you're you're and and if you don't have the, the excess cash from either a job or other investments, I mean, to carry it, yeah, you then know, you're. What are you going to do? What do you yeah, do? You go exactly. to the bank and you go, and they go, oh, don't worry, we'll put the we'll put three or four months on the back of the loan. Right. You know, and I'm going, no, it's, well, now we're up to month 12, so that's not really going <laughs> to work. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, oh, I, oh, and the Democrats just made it out to 2022, <laughs> yeah. so can we tack on another 12 months? Yeah, can so we, I, I just don't pay you either. 
kidding. Well, what happened was that then that screws the banks too because then I know. You know they'll eventually foreclose. I well, I know the that, bank will own it, and I guess at that point can they kick the tenants out or do they, will they have protection well, that, as well? That's what I'm asking. So then the bank may own it, but then they're not collecting any money too, and they can't kick them out. But then you got to keep in mind the taxpayer is underwriting the bank, so. At the end of the day, they're almost nationalizing the real estate industry because they're basically removing the the, the uh, landlord situation. Then they're removing the lender situation because they're underwriting that paper. And then they end up being kind of the lender of last resort, which ends up foreclosing and evicting ultimately. It, I mean, I, I'm just... I, I don't want your... I mean, I know that you, your, your audience is libertarian and obviously you, you know I lean right. Yes. You know, I'm pro-business. You know, so are Trump, we. Trump doesn't walk on water. Trump does a lot of stupid things. But at least there's a level of intelligence that some of this shit wouldn't happen. That Because I think it could be a calamity. So, guys, I, 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 you know, I implore you, young people out there and whatever. I mean, if you, if you love the way America has been the last 20 or 30 years, at least just with some of the things that make sense. Yeah. I'm not saying... Liberty. I'm not saying you know, everybody in Washington is dirty. Okay, let's just start right there. But we're talking about things that aren't even common sense. No, I know. I mean, like simple, like a four-year-old if could say, "Well, I don't think that's going to work." Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you sound like me. I had a speech impediment when I was a kid. Just let the listeners know. By the way, let's let's talk about that for a second. You met me. Uh, how old was I when you met me? You were uh, four years old. I was four years old, and, <laughs> and and what were we doing? What did we do? <laughs> I remember the first time I met you. Okay, tell, uh, tell, I, our, I, tell our audience. I was, They'll I, love uh, you. I, I met Clint's mother, um, and I think nineteen. I think it was nineteen eighty-six. Yep. Yeah, um, and um, I was picking her up on a date. Yeah, I think it was only maybe the second or third, because you know it was like. And you were in the courtyard or the driveway, you know, playing with a little tennis ball, right? And I pulled up and, you know, and as you know, your, your mom was running a bit behind. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah. It's big, you know, I didn't know then, but, you know, I know now, <laughs> as do you. And, uh, you know, and you had a little ball. And, and so I said, hey, toss the ball to me. And, and you kind of threw it and it went sideways, kind of like the way uh, Fauci threw out the first pitch. <laughs> Hey, I was four for the record. I got better. Right. So he throws me another one, and then I'm like going, okay, well, let me ask you, Clint, um, what hand do you uh, eat your food with? He said, this one. He raises his right hand. I go, which hand do you wipe your butt with? He said, this one. I said, well, let's do this. Why don't you try throwing the tennis ball with that hand? And and you threw five or six to me, and most of them were really good, and he went on to to throw a ball really well. Yeah, I ended up and, playing uh, baseball for a long time. And he might have been stuck with his left hand his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Had you not asked me which hand I wiped my butt with. Those uh, important things. No, I know. Uh, it's funny, too, because uh, my half-brother, Colin, who's your son, he uh, he is almost certainly actually left-handed, and we mm-hmm. turned him into a righty because we yeah. just kept making him throw with his right Well, he saw me throw with the right hand. He saw you throw with the right hand. He goes... It's the hand we throw with. <laughs> I think it's actually an advantage. He eats with the left hand, and, yeah. and I think he, he writes with the left hand. Yep, yep. Because oh. uh, he was in school, so he wasn't around us to have him get corrected. True, <laughs> true, true. His handwriting sucks, though. So, yeah. <laughs> shout, out, shout out, Colin. I know he's listening. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? So, well, yeah. We were I mean, talking about, you know, just, you know, and I went off on a little tangent. So, I just... Guys, I just think this is the most important election that we've had in the last maybe 30 years. And, well, and, and, I, I, you know, and I've been around for several of them. It's just this party has gone so far off the, the rails yeah. that nothing even makes sense. Well, I, don't think, I don't think you'll find any disagreement from the libertarians on that. I think the only disagreement or the only pushback you'd get from us is that we don't believe that the Republicans are – the arbiters of freedom and, and truth anymore. And, and that's not that they ever necessarily were, but just that like uh, Michael Malice is really famous for saying, um, what, what's he say? Conservatives are progressives driving the speed limit. So okay. basically, basically everything that, that a, a progressive wants 
the conservatives say, not yet, but in 20 years you got it. And, and that's basically what we have. You know, everything, everything that the progressives wanted from the 90s, we have. We have gay marriage. We have, you know, pot legalization, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff, honestly, I was okay with that. I thought that most of the progressive uh, stances in the 90s made some sense to me because they were more libertarian-leaning. But they've now gone, as you said, off, they're off the reservation. You know, like they want pedophilia to be a sexual orientation, you know, as yeah. opposed to a, a, a pathology. And, and that I can't get behind at all. No. Um, so, I mean, I, th- certainly they're not advocating that, that they decriminalize pedophilia, which is good. But they are trying to argue that it's just a sexual proclivity and it's like being gay. And I'm just like, well, that's not okay. Because that, now you're, you're, you're laying the groundwork for allowing people who have the potential and the, the desire to injure children... And making it so that maybe it could be argued in court one day that oh it's you know it's just his nature like ugh, that gets a little that's a slippery slope if ever there was one. And I think our borders need to be protected. I mean, yeah. I, I do. I mean, um, there, believe know, it or not, a lot of libertarians agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I so. if they win, I don't think there's any chance that they're going to do anything about it. So anyway, there's um, you know I'm off, that's my soapbox. I mean that's just the way it is. I just that's think, fine. I think we'll have a little bit more sensibility in law and order in this country. That at least those are the standards that we have based our life on of how we go about our life with rights and wrongs because we think we're going to be protected by the police and we think that you know. Hey, I work hard. I pay my taxes, and uh, I've done. I mean, you know, it's like I'm invested in the stock market, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, it's just rules of the land that, you know, and for someone like me that's been doing it 50 years or darn near close to it, I just see what the practices they want to try to institute are. are they're almost against nature. No, they are. Uh, I, I, and I go. No, I don't want to be reprogrammed at this point in oh, my life certainly. to accept some of this shit. No. You know, I have no problem with gay marriage. I, I mean, if you love somebody, love somebody, I don't care. That There's right. no, no issues. But I kind of felt the last few years, it's the 0.1% that's now driving the 99%. And I'm no, going, it is. Why? I, no, I agree. Why? I agree. But that's that's the nature of progressivism is that it takes the most fringe aspects of society and it tries to normalize it because that to them is progress to a conservative like yourself it's not it's it's you know it's against your preference and i i tend to be in between where sometimes i see those things as actual progress like like i don't think the government ever should have had any say so and in fact i don't think the government should have been involved in heterosexual marriage it should have been a personal agreement and it should have had nothing to do with the state but once the state is involved and then they're able to say oh well if you're straight you can get married but if you're gay you cannot or if you're uh, interested in polygamy even which is consenting adults i have no issue with that either to be honest so yeah i don't i don't really either I, you know yeah it goes on between two you're, adults in a room is you you're know, like you're like one, one wife is hard enough if you want to fucking deal good luck yeah exactly <laughs> you want a headache have five <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I guess brain aneurysm is what you'd have. Yeah, it'd be rough. It'd be rough, but it would be exciting uh, for about a week. <laughs> no, I, what I wanted to ask you about was, uh, you know, given that, like, you're talking about law and order and and having these things that that you want to maintain. Uh, under the Trump presidency, they haven't been maintained because we have Democratic governors that are allowing well, right. looters to have it. That's not going to change. Right. That, that's not going to change. Those Democratic governors are going to be there regardless of whether or not Biden's president or Trump but is. I, but at least I kind of, okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I at least, at least if, if he gets in, he'll try to resist it. Where if the other group gets in, there's no resistance. Yeah. And it's just going to keep spiraling, and I just don't know how bad... Again, you know, we're talking about gun sales, the highest ever, right? People are arming themselves. I mean, if it gets really, really bad, I don't want to see a civil war in this country where everyone's shooting at everybody. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of casualties. Of course. And we're going to lose a lot of people that we love. We would lose millions. Millions and millions. Yes, we would. And then there's, you want to talk about fear. 
I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm afraid of fucking bullets. Yeah, me too. You know? um, I mean, I went out and got armed first week of lockdown. I, oh, I know. I, I know I, you did. I was... I, because I saw everything coming. I knew we'd have riots. I knew we'd have looting. I knew we'd have... And that, this was all before George Floyd. Honestly, George Floyd was a, played a oh. small role in the looting. It, it was not... It was... It's way overstated that this is... That the... the uproar and the violence is about race relations in this country which is a, which is certainly a real thing but compared to the 60s it's a joke i mean we've made so much progress in terms of policing this, and everything else this is this is this is what i mean this is what gets me is just that um okay i grew up in a really different era okay and I'll, well give I'll, give give them your background so they know where you're from i was originally from from new york right and uh and you know when i grew up uh, as a kid in the 60s and i mean black people would look down when they're walking past white people not to in, even make eye contact. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is in a metropolitan area. Um, you know, I think, I don't know if I shared that story where, you know, I was, when I was working in the early 70s, um, I had a, a, a friend, she was a black woman. Mm -hmm. um, we went to lunch. They wouldn't serve us lunch in 1974 because I was with a black woman. The waitress came over. She said, uh, "Can you guys please leave?" And I'm going, well, "We're on a break. We just, we just want to have some." Because you're making my regular patrons nervous. It's 1974. I mean, yep. it's only 45 years ago. It's crazy. Um, and I look at, you know, with I look at uh, music, film industry, um, you know, sports. Of course, I mean, but black people have it better than they ever have had. I mean. I look at commercials. I watch a lot of TV. Unfortunately, I'm retired now, so I watch a lot. Of, I want you know, glad sports is back because I can <laughs> watch that. I got tired of looking at movies and you know. Oh, yeah. stuff. But I mean, I, I I would say most of the commercials. There's a black person in every commercial. Yes. I mean, whether it's one or the whole commercial is black people. Yep. To the point where I'm going, I didn't know black people were 60, 70 percent of the population. <laughs> It, the the so uh, I think we've overcompensated. Yes, I mean the, the pendulum point, has swung okay, big time. And I really, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't mean to offend anybody, but it's the point where I think can things always be better? Yeah, things could be better for me. Things would be better for you. But I think black people, the last, especially the last twenty years, it's never been better. And they're making it sound like this is like, you know, eighteen sixty. Right. It's it's not. Nobody's getting lynched. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, not that that's yeah, that's that's a horrible thing. Of course, but it, I mean, it, it's like, but they're making it sound like there's so much you know, oppression. Well, I the the sad the sad reality, in my opinion, and I think I actually blame the conservatives for this because your your group has been so supportive of the police, not you in particular, but but conservatives on the on the on the whole are so thin blue line, so defend the police no matter what. The truth is. Cops have been abusing and been militarized over the past 30 years through the drug war. And, and, beca and because of that, they have become more and more antagonistic with the community that, well, they, they, that they patrol. You know, they, were, they were told to do that. Of course. I mean, you know, they're, they're of course. And, and, and they were following the, the new laws. Joe Biden passed those fucking laws. I'm yeah. not, I, the blame is bipartisan. However, the, the culture and the direction of the culture was allowed to get that cancerous because the conservatives ran cover for the police, no matter how egregious their behavior. And I think that was the mistake. And now the the black community and the minority community has has been a, able to kind of monopolize their grievances against the police. When the truth is that the cops are they mistreat us. Period. They mistreat the. Uh, it's not always. It's not everywhere. But. They mistreat everyone, uh, regardless of their, their color of their skin. They, there was a kid in Arizona that was killed, shot three times point blank in his back last week because he answered the door with a gun in his hand. But he didn't know it was cops. They, they came knocking on his door in the middle of the night. He went to the door. He had a gun in his, uh, in his shorts, you know, in his back area. And, and he, he opens the door. Cops uh, shine a flashlight in his face. He, like, reaches for the gun. And the cop to the right of him, which I don't even know if he knew was there, just shoots him right in the back. I, I, you know what? That's a tragedy. But you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say all cops because I don't think all cops are bad. Yes. Okay? There's no way in the world. But they have a shitty job. 
Of course. They're, they're showing up in the middle of the night, domestic violence. They're showing up for robbery. They're showing up, and they don't know who they're dealing with. I, and of course. I tell you what, if you have a gun and a cop, you don't know it's a cop, but then when you see it's a cop, do not go for your gun. No, no, but he didn't know You're it was not a, going to be dead. He didn't know it was a cop. And, and as soon as he did, he went to the ground because he was trying to, to like show he wasn't uh, a threat to them, and they shot him as he was going to the ground. So That's I, bad. That's, yeah, that's, it's, it's really bad. And, and here's the truth of the matter. And, I, and I think more white people get killed by cops than black they, people. They do. They right? do. And, well, just well, maybe in— Maybe that's the population. Maybe no, no, no. In, in raw bad. numbers, it's, it's about 600 white people get killed by cops every year. 400 are minorities. 300 of those are about uh, are black. So it's, yeah. It's a, but my point is, it's just unacceptable to have cops killing people in that, in that magnitude or in that number unless they are actual legitimate violent threats. Well, the problem is, you know, if you, if you defund the police and you take everything away from, me, from them, what do you think is going to happen in big cities um, when criminals are being let out? Certainly. And they know, okay, it's like the old story, when the cat's away, the mice are going to play. I mean, sure. that's an old, you know, I think my grandmother said that. Yeah, it's an old um, idiom. But it's the truth. If they know they could, there's not enough police, and they're being told, you know, don't mess with this, this, and this, because you're not going to be, they're, they're just going to rob, pillage, steal, okay. mug, rape, right. and kill people. Yes. And now we have a lawless society where people are going to go, I'm not going to let that happen in my neighborhood. Then right. vigilantes are going to be out shooting people, whether they're you know. I mean, it's just uh, lawlessness. I, I understand, but but my point is, because of the conservative perspective on the police, they have ran cover for some of the more egregious acts that cops have done. And this is not to say that it's it's common. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's rare. But when it happens and it's egregious, these cops have to be dealt with, and they are not. And that's the problem. And because because white people in in large have defended cops no matter their behavior, black people now feel that it's us against them. And and that's my perspective on it. Is that that the truth is that it's really the state against all of us. But because of the perspective of black people because of the perspective of conservatives and the treatment of cops it's now the war is kind of the 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 dividing line is drawn in the wrong place it's drawn between black and white when it's not it's really about power and powerless very well with the with the playbook if they can divide us on race if they can divide us on politics if they can divide us on economics Mm -hmm. they can divide us and distract us in five or Four or five major. Oh, you throw COVID in there, right? I mean, not that you know. I think that. Oh, that divided us like crazy with the masks and the staying home or not. Yeah. But I mean, so if you can keep people confused and fearful, you can control them. Of course. Yep. So that's you know. So that's you know. My fear is is that this is going to continue. And like I said, I've already given my position. If the if if the Socialist Party wins. Yes. <laughs> I, I just you know, feel but we're going down the shitter fast. My, my point was kind of trying to draw back to the, the historical reasons that the police have gotten so out of hand. And I, I deeply believe that if it weren't for the war on drugs, we would not have such a bad relationship with the police in this country. And I, that's, that's, probably, that's probably true. That probably fueled the fire for cops being militant as far Fuck as yeah, it did. and vigilant. But because those country, because those drug dealers country, had to get armed to defend their yeah, territory, you know? Right. And, the, and this country had in the eighties and nineties a war on drugs. But but what good did it do? Nothing. Nothing. Well, you can get drugs wherever you want. You can get drugs you can get drugs in kindergarten, I think. Of you know? course. Yeah. And you can get them in prison for God's sake. Of course. Of course. So um, what are we doing? Yeah, well we're 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 fighting a war we can't win it's almost like vietnam you know yeah well we fought that war or afghanistan or iraq a lot of guys 50 years ago and uh we pulled away and we didn't win yeah well i i feel like the the modern black black community is the is the vietnam vet who's homeless and talking to himself like they're traumatized that like they have ptsd from years of their community being 
policed very harshly, you know, stop and frisk policies and things like that. Not not all, but like the real hood areas where there is a lot of drug crime. The cops treat them like shit. And it's not it's because they're doing their job. I agree. But that's not an excuse. That's the Nuremberg defense. It's like just because you're doing your job doesn't make it okay to take people's rights away. And they did take their rights away. Any of the innocent upstanding honest people that lived in the hood of new jersey that that got harassed by the cops twice a month for their entire childhood it's like can you blame them for hating the cops i can't you know i can't walk in their shoes so there's no way i could i I know but you can imagine no but i understand i mean i i I understand that but I, i i didn't experience that so obviously i i i could understand how that's beyond beyond being out of control. Yeah, it'd be brutal. It really would be brutal. And uh, obviously, I didn't experience it and either. Again, but you're right. It's not that they chose to do that. They were told by their, you know, superiors, "We got to crack down on drugs." Yeah. Washington wants us to do it. You know, our local leaders want to do it. The chief of police wants to do it. So this is where the crime is. This is where yeah. the drugs are. This is where the low hanging fruit is. Yeah. Bill Clinton wants to do it. Joe Biden wants to do yeah, it. They all did. Yeah, I know. They all did. And, and you know, they, they just did it a little too well. Uh, but the, th- the truth is, even though they did it well, it still was fruitless. It still didn't make our cities safer. It still didn't take drugs off the streets. So we, we, have more, we have more overdoses. We have a little bit less drug crime, but we have more overdoses. It's like... Well, this... you know, it's funny part two, you know, I just thought of something, you know, not to get off. No. We are talking drugs. Yeah. So as we know, in many states, you know, uh, you know marijuana has been legal. Everyone's, you know, dispensaries and all that stuff. I just saw a, a little, I don't know, it wasn't 60 Minutes or one of those other, you know, news kind of things. Well, you know, because uh, the growers, you know, are doing things per state standards. Yep. Right? And there's all the, you know, uh, regulations. Yep. And then, you know, they turn it over and then the, they, the state wants to tax it. Mm-hmm. They're saying now that the real profit is not the growers and it's not at the dispensary level. It's the guys that are growing illegally black market the yep. black market is where the profit is because they overregulated because it because they overregulated yeah which is the which story is what happens all the time it's a story in a ton of industries i remember a time the lottery tickets yeah. when we were here in california i think it was probably about 30 years ago they said we sell lottery tickets this is going to solve all of the problems we have for not having enough funding for schools to be able to build more schools be able to hire more teachers, you know, because they were, you know, and and, and they floated bonds because it's all going to pay for it. Thirty years later, you know, what happens is is they it gets misappropriated all this money. Sure. And, and oh, this is the this is going to solve the problem. Yeah, it never does. And government, you know, can't solve the problem. Yeah, you know that. They're, you know, they're really only there to protect us against foreign, you know, foreign entities. Uh, and that's all they really should be doing. Yep. And you know that until 1913, we had no income tax. And then when they did, the way that they got it passed was they said, look at these these rich robber barons like, uh, God, what are their names? Rockefeller, et cetera. Yeah, Rockefeller. They, they said, yeah, they said we're going to tax these sons of bitches one, maybe two percent. And that's all we need in income tax. But as soon as that shit was on the books, guess what? It kept coming down and it kept coming down. And then it became... Every motherfucker was paying taxes. So uh, that's how they always get you. They always get you. And it's the same shit. And that's why I'm so concerned. And by the way, Washington's on crack. They, they can't get enough money. No. Because they're spending it faster than that. I mean, obviously, we look at our deficit. They, they've, they've completely done away with the pretense of needing to have money to spend it. It is, it is just print everything now. Just. just what? I, I really, I, I, I think I talked to you about this, but maybe I didn't. I, I struggled to justify sending my taxes in this year. I really did. I, and and I not totally and not because Yeah, not because I, I don't want to send in my taxes, which I don't, but simply because because I never want to send them in, obviously. By, by the way, nobody really wants to. Well, of course, unless you're out of your mind, because right. you could definitely spend it better than the government. But my point is I didn't I couldn't justify it in my mind because I was like what difference does this make? They're just going to print it anyways. Why should I send them a penny? I mean, it. Well, God forbid you don't. Well, I, yeah. I mean, you get away with it for a few years. <laughs> no, and no, no. Then I, ev- and then eventually, you know, you got to pay the piper. Yes. And, and sometimes that multiplication of penalties and interest and everything else, and all of a sudden, you got a big problem. 
Yes. Well, I, and I have no interest in finding out the, the hard way, but uh, I'm just talking about they the... They don't get everybody, but... No, no, no. They, I, they, they get you. And I, and I paid, and I paid heavily. So I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm just saying the... It, you, there used to be a pretense of like, okay, the government has to take in money via taxes to spend money. That's just gone. It's out the window. I mean, you know, it's just I, gone. I grew up in a time when, when I was a really little kid, we were on a gold standard. I know. I mean, how crazy is that? I mean, you know, it was like, I mean, thirty-five dollars an ounce. Yeah. You know what it is today? Two thousand. I know. I know what it is, <laughs> and and we're not on a gold standard. No. Of course not. Not since 1972, I think. Right. Uh, when, I, when I was a little kid, we were on a gold standard. Yep. You know what I mean, and so things have just gotten out of control. But see, this this is this is I think the difference between the libertarian perspective and the conservative perspective. The libertarian says to themselves, "This is so far gone; it's unsalvageable, and we would like to see the system f- collapse so that we can start anew." The conservative says, "I would like to, you know." continue to live my life as long as I can without the government, without a civil war, without all these things. The libertarian doesn't want that either. However, if the system is so cancerous, how can you not want it to, to fall apart? You know, and th- at this point, I really believe the system is that cancerous. We have $25, 26000000000000 trillion in debt. We're never going to repay it. No, it's, 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 it's impossible. It's going, to, it's going to bankrupt us and our children and our children's children. And we're going to be Japan where we have no growth forever because they're just funding the debt. You know, they're just, and at some point you're going to have inflation. You can't be the reserve currency of the world forever if you're going to print everything. So this, we're going to pay the we're piper. We're going to have it, but it may not be for several more years. Yes, I mean, of course. And it could be, but you know it's coming. So it's like, go, do you eat your, yes, do you eat your vegetables now or do you wait? I, I would like to eat them now, you know? I, I, I understand, but you know, there's the old story of, no pain, no gain. I mean, it's like nobody wants to go through a total collapse of everything. And then who has anything better to offer? Uh, this is what the problem is, is no one has a solution to the problem. Oh, I beg to differ. I do. Well, okay. <laughs> that doesn't mean I have the political power to, well, to so, enact okay. it. Okay. So the, how do you get that through? Because Washington is a swamp. Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, the, the, you can't. What, I, mean, what I, I, mean, I don't want to say you can't because I guess anything is possible. It's possible. But, but, but I would say highly unlikely. Without, without it being a socialist collapse, you'll never have people clamoring for Austrian economics and libertarianism and freedom. Well, and, and maybe that's what's going to happen. I think that I, is what's going to happen. I, a socialist collapse and then people will realize that when uh, we're like Venezuela and, yeah. and, it, and then – People will rebel, and maybe they'll be overthrow that government. Yes, and it'll be formed. You know, when the, me as a sixty-something-year-old guy, I don't want to see that. Yeah, because you know, I you know, I just want to, I, I want to cruise until until the end of my time here. Yeah, no, I get but, that. But you know, I don't have, I don't have a, a, a choice. I don't have a vote in that. I'm, I'm just a pebble on the sand, on the beach. You know, that's I'm just like everybody else. Um, right, and uh, so. Well, I, the way I look at it, when when there's bread lines under President Ocasio-Cortez, I would really like to have, you know, some hope that that the people of this country... Don't tell me she's going to be president someday. Oh, if you think there's no chance, you're crazy. There's a chance. So, hold on. Wow. So, I'm just being honest with you. I hope I'm dead. <laughs> you might be. But I think it's 10 years out, honestly. And and my, my hope is that... I was planning on 20. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I hope you're not dead, but I'm saying it. I think it's 10 years out, so I think you'll, you'll be here to see it. Um, my hope is that we'll have enough people in this country realize that, that all this bullshit socialism that they advocated for was that ultimately the downfall of the economic system and that capitalism wasn't so bad and that, in fact, all of the evils that we're experiencing today were not a product of capitalism but a bastardization of it where the government was overly involved, that there was too much regulation, that there wasn't enough free market capitalism. Uh, my hope is that if the system collapses under a hard left president like an AOC, that people might actually flee towards freedom as opposed towards fleeing towards socialism. At this point, people are fleeing towards socialism. Yes, they are. Yeah. And that scares the shit out of me. And that's why that's why I don't like Trump, because Trump to them, even though he doesn't, to them, he represents capitalism. He's not a capitalist in any sense, in any real sense of the world word, because he is 
He believes in the Fed printing money. He believes in borrowing and debt and, and bankruptcy and, you know, cronyism. And he's, he knows how to make money in capitalism in the worst sense of, the, of capitalism. The croniest bullshit New York City capitalism where you have to grease every palm, where you deal with every dirty scumbag politician. That's the capitalism he knew how to manipulate. I know how to manipulate it, too, because I'm smart enough to do it. But it doesn't that's not the capitalism that I want people to be clamoring for. You know, like, okay, understood. but you see what I'm saying? Like, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, I understand it. Uh, um, I, I just I just look at. At this point in my life, um, lesser of two evils. Oh, there's no doubt he's the lesser of two evils, but that doesn't mean doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that the long term outcome is better if we get him. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Okay, then, then you know another thing. My grandmother said six of one, a half a dozen of another. Yeah, okay. that's that's so, how I okay, feel about if it. We're, if we're going to have a demise of this country, would I rather have it with radical socialism? Uh, tyranny in the streets. Right. Defund the police. Police don't even. You can't even get police officers to, to take the job because it's a, it pays so shitty, and they have you know whatever. Uh, versus Trump's capitalism. I, I mean, okay, there could be a demise. See again, I, I'm going. Uh. <laughs> well, you. But see, the thing is, there's no doubt we're going to have demise long term under the crony capitalist setup that we're currently using so i i would maybe but, that's a long game though you it no it, it is a 20 year game of co- the other ones maybe it is it is know, i there's no disagreement i told a hand basket in, in two terms i totally agree my my point is if the system collapses well trump is in office capitalism will be blamed right or wrong yeah I understand. That, that's what's going to happen now if aoc's president when the shit hits the fan socialism will get the blame that's better but if we get to the point where AOC is the president in 10 years. It's going to already be very shitty up to that point, and then it's going to be off the cliff. Hey, I don't know if you've She's noticed. crazy. I don't know if yeah. you noticed, but the past six months have been the worst fucking There's six months of my life. There's I'd like to do to her. <laughs> don't, Actually, two or three. Don't be perverted. I am not going to be perverted, but <laughs> I think that's all she's good for. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hear me? AOC? Yeah, she's you a, can find me in San Diego. She's a huge fan. I'm, I'm you sure. You can find me in San Diego. I'm sure she's going to tune in. I'll have if she DMs me asking for your contact info. I got a couple of guys in New York that like to do the same thing to you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, I depressed you. Uh man. So that's my whole point is about what what given if you accept the fact that collapse is inevitable, which I do. I don't I, like to accept that. Well, but that's just. I'm just talking. Opinion. I'm just but speaking you're purely. You're probably right. Yeah. And I just go, you know, I, I like to think that one is is a better choice, even if it's long longer term. Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, no, I'm, no one yeah, knows. I'm only one person, and you know, it's it's you younger people that have to figure it out because you're going to be on this earth a lot longer than I'm going to be. Yeah. And it's the choices that you make, and whatever they are, we all have to live with them. Yep. And we're going to pay the price one way or the other. And, and no matter what, once they get to Washington, everybody gets corrupted, and everybody's doing the best they can for themselves, and they never worry about the people that elected them from their districts. Very, and, and very few do. And it just seems like that's the way Washington works. Yep. Uh, there's only two congressmen in my lifetime that I think have genuinely been in it for the right reasons, and that's Thomas Massey and Ron Paul, and that's it. Those are the only guys I, I've seen that I thought were honestly there because they were just following their principles. They they like they turned down PAC money. They turned down all every yeah, every sort of perk lo- that you could get. Lobbyists pollute them along the way. I know, but they never they, took any of that money. Yeah, well, well, I know, but that, the, what happens? Is they're the anomaly, though, you know, and and the system is is cancerous to its core. So, but these guys, what, what's great about it? Uh, shout out Thomas Massey. Follows me on Twitter. Love the guy. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he was in this documentary on HBO called The Swamp, and he lays it all out. I mean, crystal clear. It is the system is just it's beyond repair, Dad. I mean, it really is. It's like this is not coming back. It's just not. And and it's it's just a it's a ticking time bomb. It's a matter of time. And to me, yes, obviously, I want what's best for 
you and I in the present, but I care about the longevity of freedom on this planet. Like, I care about that. I really think that if you lose America, the United States of America... If you don't think China's pulling some strings... Of course they are, but but that's my point. America is, is that beacon on the hill, regardless of your opinion of Ronald Reagan. America is that beacon. Like, if we don't have... America actually representing freedom on this planet, I'm not sure that freedom survives, you know? And that that scares the shit out of me. And I just really... I just want so badly to try and um, keep that dream alive. And it's just like... I don't think that Trump or Biden gets us any closer to that that truth or that that dream. It's like... (sighs) Well, it's a problem with the two-party system. Yes. Well, yeah, for sure that. But it... It's a problem with a lot of lot, a lot of our present uh, existence, but I think that the the lockdown in particular made it so that you know I just don't I don't know how anyone could defend. I mean, I I still understand preferring Trump over Biden, but you can't defend Trump's performance. He he didn't he didn't keep us from get, being totally destroyed by the left. Like the left has destroyed us, regardless of of Trump being president. Well, and let's face it, we all know the left was after him. Before he even got elected. Yep. And they've never let up. Never. Never let up one day. There isn't a, there isn't a single thing, CNN, MSNBC, there isn't a single thing that they've ever said good about Donald Trump. Not, even, if he, even if he got off the plane the right way, they'll <laughs> criticize that he went down the steps. To, I mean, it's to the point where... It's, it's laughable. It's, well, and then I, I look at, I mean, any other human being, I mean, you know, he's would have probably had a nervous breakdown because everybody's after him all the time. Oh, yeah. And he still just, you know, sleeps four or five hours a night. And and, and crushes KFC and Coca-Cola's and, and is A-OK. It's I can't bu- even believe he's alive. It's but. bizarre. It's bizarre. The guy has uh, a constitution that won't stop. I wish I wish his constitution was as strong as ours. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I agree. Uh, so anyway, you know, I mean, we're, we're in for a... We're in for an election here, um, and we're going to see what the heck happens and which direction this country goes. Who, I mean, who do you, we got you on the record. It's uh, August 11th. Who, who wins? If you have to pick. Well, you're just a prediction? Yes. Not who not, you want. Not my choice. Not who you want. Who you think? I think I've already said what my We We got your choice, but. I, I think the polls are, I think the polls are going to, I mean, I think the winds are changing a little bit. Okay. I, I think somehow I think Trump's going to pull it out. You do, okay? I do. Man, I, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. I have I, no clue. I honestly have no clue. Because that's what I want. I mean, I've seen this show before, and there's a lot of things that are going to happen. It feels like an instant years. replay of four years ago, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you know, again, we live on the coast, okay? And, and you know, there's a lot of people in the middle of the country that are, you know, we, you know, really conservative and and want things to stay the way they are sure and you know he's gonna put he's i I can't even believe they're gonna let him debate donald trump it was gonna destroy him well see that that to me is harris is gonna probably i'm substituting for him (laughs) that's a huge variable that's a huge variable because if if they manage to circumvent the debate process and not have it happen I think that that'll help. saying they want to do that. I know. Well, I know they are, but I'm just saying if they can pull that off, that'll help Biden a lot. Cause, oh, a lot. Because if he has to debate him, he, I think Trump wins easily because Biden, Biden cannot debate. It's just an impossibility in his state. So, No. And, and, and I think— He's going to drop an N-bomb. Mid- if there are debates, people are going to go, we can't let this guy be our president. Now, now— the Trump haters are still going to be the Trump haters. We yeah. know, and it's going to be a close election. I yeah. mean, it is now. I'm the mail-in, the whole the whole mail-in ballot thing. You know, that I mean, I, I don't know if that's good, bad, and different. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's horrible if ballots go out to people that are dead, and not, and then they get filled out and they get counted, or they're no longer there, and and, and illegal ballots, or worse yet, it's so close. On November fourth or fifth, we don't know. We may not know from two months who the president is. Well, so now you've got this interim time frame. Nobody knows who the president's going to well, be. That's where the civil war pops off. That's when it gets really dicey. Yeah. Well, the truth is, if if 
Vladimir Lenin was running as the Democratic nominee, 35 million people in this country would vote for him because he's not Trump. That's how fucking crazy the left is. Um, so believe me, when I tell you I'm not supportive of Trump, this is not advocacy for the left. I am horrified by the direction of the left. However, I would like to see some movement towards a third option. And it doesn't have to be the libertarian, but to me, that's the clear, obvious choice that there needs to be another option. And the, the only party that talks about freedom in any real sense anymore is the libertarian. The conservatives have pretty much you know, abdicated that responsibility as being the defender of the Constitution. And as long as they continue to do that, I cannot give them my support in any real way. But I, that's not even to say I may still vote for Trump. I'm not even discounting yeah, the possibility. I'm not asking. I'm not asking for your vote or anyone's vote. I'm just trying to say, uh, it, maybe it's kicked the can down the road an extra ten or twenty years. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I hear the argument because you know, but obviously, I cannot remember a time since the '60s where there were atrocities, and, and I'm glad that that people of color have better opportunities today than they did. For sure. it wasn't fair. Yep. They were citizens, but they weren't being treated like citizens. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't remember a time when it's been more tumultuous uh, in America nope. on so many fronts. Yep, I agree. I, it's just, it blows my mind. And you were alive for it, so you can actually say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't alive for it, but just based off of my my short time on I this planet. Back to the 80s where everybody was partying, doing coke, and having a good time. But thank God for, for coke in the 80s, or I may not exist, you know? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, anyways, you got anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, uh, well, you know, just a you know, just a topical event. Uh, you know, I, I took an antibodies test today. Oh, yeah, Did... just to be curious of, of whether I have the uh, the antibody T cells. Yeah, I called uh, the San Diego Blood Bank yesterday, and because I had heard that. If you were willing to give blood and you and you had you know antibodies, what you could donate your plasma, and oh, they cool. process or they extract whatever. Yeah. They said we're doing that in July, but we disbanded because there wasn't enough people doing it. Says, but we partnered with another company, and they gave me the name of that company. And I went online and looked them up, and I registered, thinking that they did you know okay, come in three weeks. Well, no, come tomorrow. Yeah. So I and luckily. Um, my uh, my insurance paid for it. Oh, cool! Because it, it was a, there was a price, or you could put your insurance, and I put my insurance information, and it said, "Go to the next step." Nice. <laughs> so in twenty four, well, within forty eight hours, I'll have results on whether I have antibodies or I don't. Now that doesn't test me for positive or negative for COVID. It would just tell me you do have the antibodies or you don't. Right. And so if I do. Which I suspect I might. I just this is what you know. My little inside of me tells me I might, because <laughs> I've been in places and done things the last four or five months that I probably should have gotten COVID. <laughs> um, and if I do, I'm going to pay it back by going to the blood bank, and I'm going to tell them here's my results, and I have the antibodies, and let's do the whole plasma thing. And you know, I understand it's like an hour, hour and a half process. Cool. But you know, if that helps save somebody or, or keep somebody alive, I want to do it. Yeah, that's great. And it would be nice to know if I have the antibodies, I kind of feel like, woohoo, well, <laughs> fuck the mask. No, yeah, oh. no, I'll wear a mask to try to, you know, especially when you get in a crowd. I mean, isn't that, no, no, no. Whole, oh. isn't that a whole weird thing when you get into like a, a, a town or a village and you don't have a mask on because you just got out of your car, you have it in your pocket and you start getting dirty looks because you don't yeah. have your mask on. But it's, it's my autism makes me completely oblivious to that. I just like I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll fist fight a grandma if she wants to talk shit to me at this point. Like I, I honestly don't care. I'm not wearing a fucking mask. If you have an issue with it, we can fight. How about that? You know, <laughs> I, I just I try to appease people when I'm in public uh, and I, I put a mask on. I do it when I go to a I business go that requires store, it. That's it. You have to have a mask on. I, mean, I just went and got a haircut today. I had to wear a mask getting a haircut. And they said, OK. Hold the mask over your nose and take one side off oh while I trim God. around your ear. And then you had to do the same thing. I mean, I, you got to play a game to get services it's done. fucking crazy. Or get groceries. So, but it, or get liquor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it drives me crazy. But here, here's the real question. If 
you have the antibodies. Uh-huh. Why would you wear the mask? Well, because if you I can't want, have it. Okay, if I want groceries, I gotta wear a mask. I know, but why is that a rule? If you if you well, have, they won't serve you. I mean, in other words, they, they I, will I not. I get I get that. There's no logic to it, though. If you have the antibodies, I'm gonna show them here. Here's my phone. Here's the numbers. I have the antibodies, so I can't give it to you, and you can't give it to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, are we just going to wear masks forever? Well, I... Because this shit ain't ever going away. Well, this shit ain't going away. And I don't know how effective the vaccine, if they come up with one, it's going to be. It's gonna I don't be think it will be. Immunity. And, 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 yeah, I, I, you know, Clint, I don't have the answers to this. I mean, well, that's why I'm asking. I, I, I don't, I don't either. I want for myself, just for my own peace of mind, where I'm just going, well, fuck it. You know, I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to be... Just because of my age and other things, I mean, I don't. I know my immune system is good, but I could get it and I could be su- surprised. Yeah, I could end up in the hospital. Oh, sure. I don't think that's going to happen. But if I know I got the antibodies, I'm going. This fucker ain't going to get me. No, of course. If right. you have the antibodies, you're good to go. That's I'm why. Good. But but that's it's that. almost like. Um, Hey, we, we cured all the STDs and everything else, and throw those condoms you're, away, you're Doug. Fixed, and you're fixed, right? <laughs> so you can't get anybody pregnant. It's like, who needs a condom? Let's go. <laughs> that's, I think that's a perfect way to end it. <laughs> I think that's a good way to end it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast as always, and uh, thank I know, you for having me. Absolutely. This is Liberty Lockdown. This is Clint. We will check you next time. We're out.